Saturday, April 13th. I'm here in DeKalb, Illinois, joined by a friend of the program, Mr. Matt Wallace. Thanks for having me again. No problem, and it's like a guest co-host at this point. Yeah, today, today I guess you could definitely say that because, obviously, we're missing about 260 pounds of meat. About that. That's being conservative. Yeah, but the fat guy is not here today. He is currently lifting an AAPF Nationals. Like, literally right now. Yeah, like... Probably benching. Yeah, we're, we're, dro- we're dropping this episode on Monday, but as we speak right now on Saturday, Bane is lifting. He's going to give a recap after we get into our whole show shenanigans. We got our topics. We got Larry Wheels did something. Larry Wheels did a lot this week, actually. But one um, very important thing. Yeah, one very important thing. So we're going to get to that towards the end of the show. But and, and Bain will join us at a point as well, uh, probably through FaceTime interview, giving a recap of his meet, and we'll be back with us next uh, next Saturday. But I got Matt Wallace with me. First thing, got to ask, how are you feeling after the meet we did together three weeks ago? USAPL, Chicago, Raw, something, thing, yeah. Majig, the, title. You just saying three weeks ago actually – put how I feel into an even deeper perspective because I'm still not into it yet. I just cannot get back into training right now, and I do not know why. Yeah, it's weird. I don't think I've talked about on the show yet how I actually feel because it's usually how your body feels, you yeah. know? Like well, how- and, and, you know, everyone wants to know, like, how'd the meat go? What numbers did you hit? And usually that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. What's next? And then they just, they. It, it, you start. You, no one really cares about how you feel right now, and it's. I and I think I think post meat depression is actually a real thing. Uh huh. Not like actually depression. Like if like that's a bigger issue. You go get that checked out. But like, yeah, think, you, you have to be specific sometimes. Yeah, with depression. I think the fun leading up to a, a meet where you're, you you put it all out on the platform. You you're getting you're you're at your heavier sets, the heaviest stuff you've touched all cycle. Normally, mm-hmm. you know, people train differently. Um. And then you just kind of what roll back into tens bullshit eights, variations variations working on weak spot the bread and butter like the the, the important stuff it's the important stuff no doubt but yeah those first two weeks of getting back into it are hard and it's been very hard for me it, yeah it is it's strange that's probably the reason why I always want to jump back in the programming to avoid the feeling of not competing mm-hmm. to avoid the feeling of not being on programming because like, you said post meet depression and I believe um, I wouldn't go as far as saying depression just kind of a funk yeah you're just kind of feeling sluggish not really yourself and the reason why is because you're not really yourself you're yeah. kind of used to this regiment training program even if it's a small portion of our lives mm-hmm. it's still a thing we do regularly yeah so the fact that that's out of the way you kind of don't have a challenge in front of you because i'm i've been talking about on the show i'm doing bullshit variations doing the ssb squat yeah conventional deadlifts conventional. you guys in converse in the converse what the Nuts. fuck am i doing yeah with my life and the close grip bench which my close grip th- bench I- is essentially a bench press my close grip bench because i can't get much more close because I'm super wide, so it's just a little bit more narrow and than what I usually call you do. Out, but I don't think you've hit a solid belt flip in months. I actually have. Oh. 
Oh, you missed the story. It's if you guys follow Apple, you know belt flip. There is a salad belt flip coming. Oh, okay. So you're <laughs> you're getting back. So i let's tell you know when the belt flips are hitting the bars yeah. a little bit more efficiently. When you know I, I'm able to not look at the bar and hit it still, then that's where I'm starting to be myself again. Yeah. But th- this actually happens to, and I'm not going to compare myself to Olympic uh, athletes, but it happens to Olympians. Uh, after the Olympics, they go into actually a legit depression mm-hmm. because think think about the, the Olympics, for example. It's oh, yeah. that something you're training for your entire life, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. It's and over. You wait another four years. And, and, and even if you, even if you do this for regularly, it's never going to reach that kind of high of the Olympics because yeah. the Olympics is is a special special thing that few many dream few accomplish it just to get there. Yeah, it's not even gold medaling. It's getting to the Olympics. So ultra competitors compete at the Olympics, and once that's over, they actually legit go into depression, even if they win a gold. Yeah. It's just something that happens to a lot of people, and it happens to a lot of athletes, say, like, even after college, like, if they played sports throughout college and they didn't make the NFL, like, that whole just change in lifestyle really fucks with them. And I, and, and again, are what me and Matt are going through right now is not severe. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're just kind of like tired throughout we're the We're not day. sad, yeah. We're like, like man, this is bullshit. Like my body that... doesn't even hurt. I'm just like. Oh, our body feels great actually. I can't move right. Mm-hmm. Like I get, you know, I, I squatted last night and nothing moved. I couldn't possibly imagine, and I shouldn't right now. I shouldn't put a max weight on my back. Um, well, actually I did do, I did hit. The week after the meet, I did PR. Well, of course, all I three lifts. Yeah, I did. Technically, I didn't do all three. The meet, I count the bench at the meet, the deadlift, the Friday after, mm-hmm. and then the Friday after that, I, I hit an all-time squat PR and wraps. Yeah. Um, but I, again, my body's not tired. No, I'm a little sore from accessories, but the way that the bar sat on my back last night, and the way that going down into the hole on squats with pause squats and just regular squats, I couldn't even imagine. Like, if you told me to put my my best squat on my back and do it right then, I would have crumbled. I would have fallen apart in the hole, and that would have crushed me. Yeah, I could have probably be in the same boat right now. I'm starting programming next week, so going to start getting into a 13-week program, start my uh, kind of a mock meet sort of thing. going to do summer batch, probably a pull only. But, again, like, that is, like, how – how I feel right now, because the body feels great, and that's what people think, like, after a meet. Because, actually, my body feels fine after a meet, because that's not the hardest workout I'm ever going to do. Yeah. It's actually probably the easier workout of 13 well, weeks that I'm yeah, going to do. your frequency is, is higher than mine, for sure. Yeah. I'm changing that a little bit so this time around. Some, uh, sometimes, like, sometimes after a meet, say if I do, actually, when I do shitty at a meet, or don't go nine for nine. You grind too hard. Yeah, like, yeah. then I start feeling a little bit fatigued as, as far as my body goes, like, just sore. Like, where I can't, you know, bend up to pick something or uh, just, like, I just train legs or something. Like, yeah. a good, intense leg day uh, workout. But this meet, I felt great. And I kind of sandbagged it, so I actually yeah. should have felt pretty good. Uh, maxed out, but I just felt, like, not the same. Yeah. Just, like, ugh. Like, going through the motions, not really feeling getting back in the gym. But I know once programming starts, I'll, one, get excited again to train because... That's what I look for is kind of that challenge. And, yeah, and that rhythm. You know, yeah, the rhythm, though. Humans are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So once you actually get back in that set rhythm where you got the numbers laid out in front of you and you're like, okay, and now it's real. Okay, it's go time. I'm not yeah. doing safety bar squats anymore. I'm not pulling conventional anymore. It's, mm-hmm. all right, buckle down. Yep, so that's a little training update with us. Bane is going to be on the same boat. 
next Saturday when he talks yeah. to us in studio, in person, from the Eagle Layer. So, like last week, we said uh, we're going to have some exciting guests on. We have Matt here next week. We're looking to get some exciting guests yeah, on next as well. Week will be uh, exciting guests. Yeah, we have some. I don't so like making next yeah. week will be the exciting guests. Yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like uh, <laughs> announcing things because I didn't announce you. I don't think no. Because I'm I like don't. I don't have anyone guaranteed, yeah. but people we haven't had in the studio before. Yeah, and doing a one man podcast would yep. be kind of rough. Oh, it is. I tried it once. I sound so fucking mean. I <laughs> sound no, horrible. I was ranting by myself. Yeah, I was ranting by myself. And I had to listen to myself again, and I'm like, this is why people think I'm a dick. Yeah. How I talk, my tone. Yeah. They don't know when I'm joking, and I couldn't even tell myself that I was joking. Like, like, wait a minute. My delivery is horrible, so I gotta, yeah, I really gotta work on that. It's your, te- it's your teacher voice. It's I, your I guess. And it was, it's my you know, tone. You're, you're it's not stern, the, but fair. But the, the tone just sounded so, uh, so like, oh, condescending. <laughs> condescending, and just like, I, it's like I just, yeah, I didn't really like listening to myself alone, so I'm probably not going to do a whole lot of podcasts by myself. And if I do, yeah. it's going to be 20 minutes. Maybe I'll go on Instagram Live. Yeah, or I, something. I was going to say that's usually a good thing for for Instagram. And even on Instagram, Instagram Live, Live, and it's like even on, even on Instagram Live, like when somebody asks me a dumb question, I kind of like I, I mean it for a joke when I kind of like shoot back at them. But then I listen to myself like, oh, okay, I actually sounded like a dick yeah. at that point. But hopefully that's well, not going to happen. Fair, soon. A lot of people ask a lot of vague questions sometimes. And, yeah. And, and in their mind, they don't realize it's as vague as it is. Yeah, how like the one where someone asks, like, how do I deadlift in squat shoes? I'm like, it's well, like, I put squat shoes on, then I deadlifted them. Yeah, it's like probably don't. I, it's I'm like if you want to do that. Yeah, if you if you want the shoe tying technique, I can't really tell yeah. you that. But I, I, yeah, besides putting a bar and some plates on it, and then putting the shoes on and giving it a go and seeing how you react. Yeah, I really have no advice. Yeah, so I I, I remember responding very sarcastically on that. I'm like, yeah. oh, probably lost a lost a follower there, lost just a follower there. But whatever, but... it's fine. I'll live. But yeah, again, Bane's gonna be on this post meet life next week, so we'll probably get his uh, take on how he feels afterwards too, if he feels the same way we do. But I want to start this interview off and the topics we have off on a question. Fuck Mary Kill, USPA, USAPL, APF. <sighs> this, is honestly, a good, this is a good question. At, honestly, at this point, probably gonna kill the APF. Okay. Mainly because I've gotten called for depth there more than I have in the USPA <laughs> and the USAPL. So I don't know if someone's got something against me there, but I'm gonna have to kill the APF. Okay. This is not easy. I know. I actually have my, I have a, I have my pretty quick answer. I'm gonna marry the USPA, okay, because I think they're moving things in such a right direction, and and obviously, lastly, I'm gonna fuck the USAPL, okay. mainly because I don't plan on being in there much longer. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna get through Raw Nationals, try to do my best. If if I could qualify for the Arnold and do the Arnold, that'd be cool. Get that dream out of the way. I don't see myself going very far in the USAPL, so I would rather I would rather um, put more energy and more mental. And more mental energy and more time into focusing on 148 with wraps. Yeah, because that's where I rank higher already, and that's the ladder that I want to cro- I want to climb. Plus, more options, 24 hour weigh-ins, deadlift bar is always nice. You know, yeah. we we finally get to switch back to the deadlift bar, which I know that I pulled. Like I said, I pulled the PR. You pulled the PR. Yep, it's and it felt great. Fun. And it oh, felt great too. The whip. Oh yep. my god, got all the whip. So that is my fuck Mary kill. All right, yours. 
For for mine, I actually have my answer pretty quick on this one. I put Mary APF only because I would just like to have a laid back girl around me. Always. Fair. Just chill. Eric Stone runs it. Love to marry Eric Stone. Like, he's cool enough where we could joke around and fuck around with, but then he, when it comes down to meet, it's on a good meet. Organize, it's go time. It's like, that's, that's what I want in a wife. Yeah. Is APF. That's what I want in organized a Organized and go time. It, or, organized go time is like, you have to put the foot down when you have to, but at the same time, yeah. you could have fun and know yeah. this is just a sport and just a hobby. Yeah. So that's, so that's for that. So I, it's, more, it's more like, fuck, fuck mistress kill. I, I I would still marry that. I would still, still marry that. One. Marry your mistress. No, yeah, because yeah, right. the, the, I mean they're good for a lot of things. The, the a, APF. I just like the I think fact we're, that we're, we're kind of treading on territory where where Sarah might <laughs> might leave some negative comments about this. Oh yeah. Oh, this she has already. Oh no, it's taken the wrong way. Oh, and this yeah, and this is going to be misogynist trash talkers already. Yeah, oh, yeah. But um, but, but we're talking about meats. Yeah, okay. we're talking about meats here. No, and I'm, I'm still going to say it. But uh, <laughs> I'm still we're still uh, we're still going to go on the Federation talk. Um, I'll probably fuck USAPL mainly okay. the same reason that you're doing it. I don't see myself very long in the Federation. I could be, but at the same time, I I I like what it does. It is kind of a sexy Federation mm-hmm. if you look at how they put on meats. It's very appealing. Very, very aesthetic. Clean. Very clean. They very aesthetically pleasing. They're drug tested too, mm-hmm. so you're going to be with a clean person. That's always a plus. Yeah. That's always a plus. Always drug tested. Yeah. If you're going to have a mistress, make sure that they're clean. Yeah. And USAPL perfect mistress. They're on mistress status. That's yeah. Um, right. You kind of don't want. But at the same time, they could be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Which is a lot of points we're going to get to later. Just start telling on you. Yeah. For other stuff. And they'll, they'll just focus on shit that isn't lifting related. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're the sexy, attractive like know option. Know your role. Yeah. Like, like you, come on. Sexy, sexy, attractive option. They're clean, mm-hmm. but they could be a pain in the ass where it's like, you know what? I don't want to fucking deal with you. Yeah. I'll deal with APF every day of my life. Yeah. I'll deal with that. So I guess Plus the point of APF wife material, USAPL side piece material. Yeah. USPA, I'm going to kill them. Just because I want to piss off a bunch of people in the USPA, because I, I've been and I've been ranting about this for three weeks now or four weeks even. USAPL is becoming everything they hated. Yeah, they were the sexy are you, federation. USPA is becoming everything. or USPA. What did yeah. I say? Did I say USPA. USPA. I'm dumb. Which I'm, they are. And I'm gonna. And I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna fuck that up more in the episode. But for USPA, the I guess whatever the meets are run okay. I mean, it all depends on the meat director. Yeah. We had some issues. We had a topic on the show with the Battle of the Bay, that being run poorly, inconsistent judging mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, U.S. Open had the issue with their meat director. Yeah. Uh, we had an episode on that as well. So it's not like we're always talking great about the USBA and breaking on all the great things that they do because they really don't. And there's a lot of issues that they have, but that could be a meat director kind of thing along with it. But I think the lifters right now, it, it are just becoming so annoying on how great their federation is and how great their judging is and how they're not like the stuck-up IPF USAPL lifters yeah. who are drug-tested, they're clean, they use illegal bars for all three, they all three lifts. And I'm like, wait, 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 take a step back. You going on rants about this makes you elitist. Mm-hmm. It makes you the annoying people because – who gives a shit about the Federation? Just go on there and lift weights. And on top of that, you guys use deadlift bars. You want to talk about integrity and that kind of stuff? You guys yeah. use deadlift bars to make things easier. Mm-hmm. Like, what's 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 the deal here? It's like, oh, well, you have a big non-tested Federation. Want to talk about integrity? 
Yeah. To, to get I'm off that gonna, stuff. How about that? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's like if we're going to go into an argument, if we're going to have a pissing contest, we're going to go a battle gonna, of wits here. Well, someone's going to pee hot. Yeah, and someone's just going to burn my leg with their piss. Yeah. But uh, that, like, if we're going to go into uh, like a tit-for-tat kind of thing, you want to battle of wits, I'll start bringing up, like, oh, you want to talk about integrity? Well, you know, it's, you guys try to make lifts easier for yourself. You guys say that judging is, like, uh, what are they, superior? Yeah, I have seen the shittiest, most inconsistent judging USPA meets. APF, they got a lot of fire for being too lenient, yeah. but it's consistently lenient for most meets that I've seen. I would say that's fair. USPA, it's a fucking crapshoot. I have no idea what I'm going to get from a USPA judging based on what I've seen. Now, I've never competed a USPA. USAPL, IPF, generally strict, but consistently strict. Consistently strict. I see high squats in USPA get white lighted. I see low squats get red lighted. It's like, what the fuck are you guys looking at? Are you looking? Are you looking at your friend's lift? Are you looking at you like the lifter lift? Or is there any personal bias there? And if I have to hear again that the APF is shitty and it sucks from a USPA lifter, I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out. Yeah, any, so any, anything passes federation. Yeah, the yeah anything passes well, federation. Anything, what, what are you gonna? I mean, seriously. Even within the and even within the IPF and the USAPL, I actually didn't realize how many people disliked the USAPL within the IPF. Mm-hmm. After Ray's 1080 squat, there was a, a lot of people across the pond, mm-hmm. as they say, a lot of foreign to us, a lot of foreign lifters in the IPF and other federations under the IPF that were very unhappy with the calls at the Arnold Classic this year, um, which that was, some, that was actually the first time I've ever seen other IPF lifters bash other IPF lifters. Usually at the top, like at that IPF top, no one really bashes anybody, and mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody complain about anything within the IPF besides like non-lifting rule changes, yeah. like you said we'll get to later. But like they were just blatantly, and you, usually Ray is one of the lifters that people don't go after. They, they, they never go after Ray, even mm-hmm. though some of the calls, in my opinion, from seeing them from from in person and from the front, obviously I'm not going to make a call. But, and my call wouldn't matter in the first place. I think that's also something people don't understand. I know that we all want to see good quality lifts. Our opinion does not matter unless that remote control is in our hand Mm -hmm. and we have the best seat in the house to see that. Uh, Unfortunately, our opinion doesn't matter until until we're in that position. Yeah. Well, it's kind of becoming that, uh, it's like almost becoming a legit, like, sports league. Because you could get a fan talking shit about Aaron Rodgers. You get a fan oh, yeah. talking shit about Khalil Mack. You have a fan talking shit about these great athletes. But when it comes down to it, they're face-to-face with that athlete. They aren't saying anything. No. They're not saying you squat high. They're probably complimenting and kissing your ass. I mean, we saw that specifically in person where two lifters that we do, actually one of them it, that day said to you, Oh my God, do you see that high squat? I can't believe it. And then, you know, we yeah. were literally face to that. We literally brought that lifter face to face with the lifter he was just talking shit about 30 minutes ago. And I watched him shake his hand and introduce himself and congratulate him yeah. on that world record squat. And it's one, it's one of the things where it's like, don't you have something? Don't you want to tell him something? Like, I thought you had something to say about it, but it's one of those things where more times often than not, when when they actually are face to face with the issue and with the problem, 
it doesn't go the way that they say it's going to go. Mm-hmm. It just it's it's a lot of hello, nice to meet you, yeah, and bye bye. Yeah, I, I I have a feeling it's like the same way with a lot of sports, but in other sports, like competitors talk shit to each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like now it's just bystanders are talking shit about the competitor. Yeah, like much like a fan would talk shit about a certain athlete. Like like I say like uh, who's an athlete who I talk shit about a lot? I'm a big sports fan. Um, I, I'm pretty critical of LeBron James, even though he's like the greatest athlete I've ever seen, probably. I'm very um, critical of John Jones. Yeah, I get like, but well, John Jones can actually beat the piss out of me, and you too, oh, and, and pretty much this entire world at this but point. It, it, it will but never like, so the fact that he's a horrible human. Yeah, like I, I, um, I, I don't know if I would put him under the horrible human standpoint, but the, you, well, like the news and shit, crash? like he does, like, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Woman car crash, that was rough. yeah, that was just rough. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, I don't know, I think troubled. But back to my point, like if I seen like John Jones or LeBron James. I think I, I always acknowledge that LeBron James is a fantastic basketball player. Let's talk shit about the annoying stuff he does. Like, like goes yeah. to a press conference with the handcast, and I and I actually had a sports radio show that I talked shit about him on. But like, if I saw LeBron James, I'm probably gonna be like, ah, shit. Right, yeah. It's like, a pleasure yeah. to meet you because you yeah. are seriously like one or two best athletes in our current generation. But I digress from the point. But yeah, it's like right now it seems like it's becoming a spectator issue. But now. We got the USAPL. I put them in the FML kind of thing or FMK. Why the fuck did I get FML in there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit that shit out. But uh, fuck Mary Kill with the USAPL in there, and I put them on my fuck section because of stuff they do, and they currently just did something. It's like this is why. We complain. Yeah. This is why people get on social media and bitch about it. This is why people just are, get fed up with the Federation. So even after our meet that we did. Literally the day after. Yeah, the day Literally after. The day horrible after. timing too for USAPL. Horrible timing. Because if they would, I mean, of course, you want to have a, you want to have all the nice things said about you on Two White Lights because it's the hottest powerlifting podcast. Yeah, honestly. In Illinois right now. It's just, in, you know. Yeah, central Illinois. Go on yeah. Iron Authority. Go on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment. Leave a review. I'm sure this will be in your story and you oh, can yeah. swipe up now. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Swipe up there. You all, at this point, you have no reason to not listen yeah. to this podcast. For sure. It's on, uh, yeah, we could swipe up now. But, of course, USAPL wants Two White Lights to talk good about it because we're the hottest podcast yeah. around. So, uh, I, I, on our, so on the meet day, so the plan was that day, after the meet, to record right after the meet. Yeah. Go to the evil layer, record with Bane, give the recap, and then put out the show the Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. We, it was too late, we couldn't do that. We had to record on Monday. Like, <laughs> so then they released- What happened? And then we had to release the media rights thing, and we said that before, and then like, we, it's like, we were about to say all these nice things about USAPL, how great the meet was run, how it was fair, it was um, strict but fair, all that kind of stuff, all the negative things that surrounds USAPL. Like, we didn't really see it. It was a good yeah. atmosphere meet, it was very well ran, they, they did no, everything great. It was a single mistake. And then, and then, they did the media rights thing where only 9 for 9 Media has rights to release things and you can't really put things on advertising without the cons- written consent of the USAPL. It's like, god damn it, now people are going to get pissed off at this yeah. and now we have to talk about it and we, we're not in favor of it because we don't, we don't give a shit at, at that level. No. And then I have Matt on the show today and then like three days before Matt comes on, they say that IPF coaches can't coach USAPL lifters at USAPL meets. 
Yeah. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? And yeah, I don't, and I don't, I, I can USAPL coaches coach IPF lifters? From what I've heard, yes. Now, I haven't seen anything so in official weird. writing because what I've seen so far is stuff I've seen on Strength Insider, uh, the Instagram page, and through emails going back and forth. Yeah. So that's what I've seen so far. I haven't seen a written thing as of yet. I'm sure I could find it, but I'm very lazy and probably won't do that. But I, 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 from what I understand, an IPF coach can't come to USAPL meets, but a USAPL coach can coach at IPF meets. So it's like one, there's like a little back and forth kind of thing going between USAPL and IPF. Yeah. And I understand where that's, why that's happening, but this, this, this shouldn't matter at all. No, right? I, it, I, it, it makes it, no sense. It really seems like USAPL is slowly and methodically trying to distance themselves away from the IPF and mm-hmm. become their own thing. And I think I really started saying that when this past Arnold, when it wasn't the the big meet on the rogue stage, the the, the meet in the hallway, the CPOT, was not an NAPF meet, mm-hmm. which is North American Powerlifting Federation, which combines USAPL and Canada and other countries north, and I believe some south too. Um, but this meet was purely USAPL. So I, it's not like from a conspiracy side of things, but I've been watching a lot of conspiracy documentaries right now because mm-hmm. training, like we said, has been pretty boring and, <laughs> and just I'd rather sit in bed sometimes. But it seems like USAPL is really trying to distance themselves from the rest of the power, their powerlifting world. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that th- those couple rule changes, um, the, the, the media rights one is just ridiculous. And yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous it's to stupid. a standpoint from like the lifters' perspective. From a business standpoint, I understand what's going on. The highest yeah. bidder gets it, um, and Night for Night Media benefits often. And I guess yeah. USAPL in the long run will benefit from that well, too. They'll, having they'll that get, I'm sure that they have a contract with yeah. Night for Night Media that says, "Okay, we'll make this rule. Yeah, you're going to be our primary no. media director." Now, now I always, I always uh, publicize how stupid I am on the show, mm-hmm. but for me, the media rights decision makes more sense than this. Yeah, I don't see. I see and the that's only why I think that they're trying to really distance themselves because yeah. this, it's like it, it's almost it's almost it's literally you read it online, and I remember seeing it. I remember seeing someone put that that headline on a fake news broadcast, and people were literally asking like, "Wait, is this really on the news?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's how you know like how stupid is this? It's like, wait, 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 is this actually happening? Like, is this actually happening? Yeah, it's like. Yeah, but it's not on the news. It will never be on the news. No. It will never be broadcast on the news. But they're like, wait, is this rule change real? The closest thing they like, got, yeah, no, the closest thing they got was USAPL, uh, transgender, uh, debate that was going yeah, on. Yeah, oh, I could see I that. I think a make. few high profile athletes were kind of talking about that. Yeah. And a few high profile female athletes, uh, said that they are in favor of it. Yeah. So, um, or, no, 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 you're, no, I'm actually referring to actual high profile oh, ones. Oh, okay. Not shitty powerlifters with a 380 Wilkes. <laughs> well, you'd never know that because you don't know her last name. Don't know her last name, publicize the last name, or yeah. don't publicize the last name because people can search the shitty Wilkes. But again, mm-hmm. I then digress. you wonder where all the followers come from. And yeah, it's like, how do you get followers from a 380 Wilkes and not that great of a physique and you're not swollen? You yeah. Know? Dude, I, some of my favorite viewers hate when I, I rant about this. <laughs> I, I had to stop, but yeah. Um, when I say prominent, I'm talking legit prominent. Like, uh, tennis players, uh, yeah. like, legit great, like, Olympian athletes are kind of in favor of it. Yeah. To well, an extent, to an extent. There's a, there's a, there's a debate, but I could see that's how you 
actually get on the news. And that was one of our first episodes, was a USAPL decision, but I will say it was a decision I was in favor for, because they remained consistent with their rules. Yeah. They didn't bend them for certain people. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're in favor of that, but we still had to cover it, because a lot of people were not in favor of it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like we have, I don't know how many episodes on Iron Authority. Like, 11. This might be your 11th episode. Three of those have been USAPL doing something, and we had to talk yeah. about it. Well, they're almost shooting themselves in a foot they've because a, they've been on a roll. Yeah, they've just been on a roll with with bad decisions. I I, I get like I, I'll go. They're betting uh they're betting a three hundred right now at least. Yeah. I think they're they're betting they're one for three. So they're betting a three hundred. I'll give them that if they want to spin on this and put a good PR twist on it. It's you like, got it. We're betting a three hundred, guys. Like yeah. we're in the Hall of Fame. You got it. You. I I think we need to stop. Giving Larry so much attention and start doing what did the USAPL do today? Yeah, well, let's I hope we that, don't have to keep on. Yeah, we're almost at a point where that is kind of a viable option. Yeah, what but, did the USAPL do today? Yeah, the piss off the the fucking mass population of powerlifters. And if you're not in USAPL yeah. or you, if you're even USPA, I, obviously IPF lifters will probably be offended at this. Um, the uh, I mean, if you're a part of the sport, a lot of people have issues with it because. It doesn't make a whole ton of sense to me due to the fact that you're, this decision could drive lifters away because a lot of people may have IPF coaches. I know a few people who have coaches in Canada. Yeah. They're very close to the United States as far as the travel. Like, like they could easily. Literally geographically. Yeah. The, you like, could, you could, right yeah. If you're in, um, what's, what's a close one? I always keep on forgetting. Ontario. If you're in Ontario, you could come to a meet in Michigan pretty easily. Yeah. Probably easier than I can. You could come to a meet in Minnesota if you're not protesting it. Um, you could you could do all these things, and like that would hurt a lot of lifters, and they could just be like, hey, you know what? I don't really need this federation. Yeah. I'll go somewhere else because I'm not lifting for a federation. I'm lifting for myself. I am lifting because I love the sport. And last time I checked, this sport – has an abundance of federations. Yeah. It's one thing this sport has. It's a shit ton of federations that we could join. And you, it's like the next available option could be USPA. Yeah. It could be APF. It could be all these things. And I think the reason why people compete in USAPL is the drug tested thing. This is the reason why, again, they're on my fuck category. Drug tested. Clean. People want to be on an even playing field. It's the biggest drug tested federation. Awesome. That's why USAPL and IPF attract certain people. They have... Very simple kind of structure yeah. to it. One rack, one bar, nothing yeah. weird. Like that you don't too. have to explain mm-hmm. the deadlift bar, the squat bar. Yeah. You know, there's no... They allow, they allow sleeves. That's another thing. Sleeves. We yeah. forgot about that in the uh, for their, FMK. For yeah. yeah, for the FMK, APF, raw guys, mm-hmm. maybe should have sleeves on. Yeah. But uh, you're still, I'll still marry you. I'll still marry yeah, Eric Stone and the boys. <laughs> but um, yeah, the boys. but uh, and another, uh, the sexy federation, uh, the sexy uh, kind of competitions they put on. They yeah. they do have a showman mentality. Yeah. Like, they have the stages put up. They have a lot of great um, announcers, too. They have great MCs. They have uh, great lifters going on it, too. They have cool soundtracks going. The equipment looks cool. They have 9 for 9 Media taking high-def uh, pictures. They have a decent live stream, probably the best out of all of them. Yeah. Honestly, well, Big Dogs. Big Dog, I, I, hands down, Big Dogs is the best live stream. Really? Yeah. If you, I if heard. You I, I think Candido. I think Candido said the opposite. Really? Oh, I think I he said it. it was trash. Oh, I loved it. No, I, oh. I could not. I, I actually don't watch the live streams, that. but I will have to watch them now because one, I have the show, and two, yeah. that I'm no, actually I mean, generally interested in now. Big Dogs was nice because 
it was the highest quality stream I've ever watched for powerlifting. It showed the weight on the bar. Okay. It showed you what the number was. Um, their past attempts, makes, misses, um, completely free. Uh, Marcos, the meat director, does a really good job of there's if there's no guilt whatsoever he doesn't guilt trip people into donating okay he just says hey i'm going very far out of my way to provide the best stream possible for this meet all the way in australia if you guys want to donate please feel free it would help a lot Mm -hmm. a lot of you guys watched it i think i think big dogs too got forty thousand viewers nice at one at like one specific point not total but at one specific point there are forty thousand people watching at the same time and, you know, if each person there donated 50 cents, that would have covered the whole thing. Yeah. You know, but if you, but he just made it clear. It's like, I went very far out of my way to try to provide the – I know we're in Australia. I know there's a lot of fans overseas in the U.S., U.K., stuff mm-hmm. like that. I still want you guys to have the best experience possible. If you want to donate, go for it. Yeah. It would help a lot. Um, but, yeah, he I, – I know that he did not skip any – he didn't. He didn't skimp out on that. Yeah, I know that. And, and well, that's it, good it really to know. Showed, I, don't, I really, really didn't showed. know that. All right. Well, that's well, that's good. But that's that's the reason why people do USAPL meets. Yeah. If they 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 fit that fuck category pretty greatly. Yeah. Like I still won't marry you. I'll go marry in so, some other federation. But if but again, if you're going to continue to make things more of a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. more of an issue, like okay, now I can't have my coach come in from Canada and yeah. that kind of stuff, or from uh, uh, overseas and that kind of stuff. Like that's a pain in the ass. Like this is what we do. Mm-hmm. It's like my coach. Some people's coaches need to be there for. Yeah. Some people cannot get through a day and then like they've been lifting for years mm-hmm. and they couldn't if you left them by themselves at a meet they wouldn't know what to do yeah so it's like okay so i'm gonna go to the side and marry another federation yeah. because this federation is just becoming an issue there's a lot of great things with usp usapl and i would say that there is because i i compete in it you compete in it mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of things that i kind of shake my head at Yeah, we're giving it a, well, we're, and, we're giving and it is, money for a reason yeah and and, and they're at their high level too this is like mm-hmm. high level the higher level higher ups decisions it, usually what i say it's like most decisions that you're gonna get mad about is not necessarily meat director yeah they're, no, like they're in no one's control you, it, you don't if, see who's if, doing if it. you have a great time at a meet if you have a bad time at a meet it's not the higher ups yeah reason it's the meat director. So the meat, yeah, that's why I always try to shake their hands. I, after the last deadlift, I always shake the judges' hands, the spotters. I think. Yeah. I, well, okay. So it, and and if we're gonna talk, actually, there was something I wanted to talk about before spotters is you reminded me that at the state meet, the APF state meet recently, um, when we we're talking to Matt Manuth, this mm-hmm. kind of put things into perspective for me that I never, I didn't really think about it this way until we talked to Matt Manuth, and Matt Manuth was talking about his bicep tear, mm-hmm. and I mentioned a very high-profile lifter who, in my opinion, a very high-profile lifter, and in a lot of other people's opinions, a very high-profile lifter, one of the best 242s of all time right now, um, tore his tricep, uh, and a piece of bone came with the tendon. So mm-hmm. actually the tendon didn't tear, but the, the, the bone broke off a little bit, and then the tendon ruptured or, or whatever, and it ripped through his tricep. And I, I asked Matt, I was like, well, did that happen to you? Did 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 that bicep tendon take bone with it and like tear up the muscle? He's like, no, it was just pretty clean, you know, pretty clean tear, pretty clean rupture, no bone, no nothing. But he had no idea who I was talking about. Like okay. The other lifter that tore his tricep. He had no I don't even know who you're I was talking about. about. Uh, the lifter I was talking about was um, Andrew Herbert. Oh, okay. So yeah, like oh, the, your immediate reaction right there is, oh, okay, yeah, Andrew Herbert, mm-hmm. Matt Manuth, who's been around the sport for decades, I would say, probably over 
Yeah, probably around 20 years. I mean, maybe. I actually don't even know, but definitely over 10 years. Man, it's terrific. He, one of my, he is my favorite multiply lifter of all mm-hmm. time. In my opinion, the best multiply lifter of all time. And in that moment, I realized there's, you either love powerlifting or you love to powerlift. Yeah. And Matt's one of those guys that loves to powerlift. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get into the, like, politics of it. He's not into the culture. He's mm-hmm. not into the, the dick riding and the, the, oh my God, scrolling through Instagram every 10 seconds a day like I do. Yeah. He just loves to powerlift. Not in that category too, Yeah, I he think. just loves to powerlift. And there's yeah. people like that where they're like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to go to the meet. I'm going to squat, bench, and deadlift mm-hmm. and try to PR my total. That's it. Yeah. Other people get way into it and they, they're they into – they love powerlifting. They love the sport. They love the culture. They love the environments no matter what the – like. I like going to meets. I like going to every meet available. Mm-hmm. Um, some call I've I've been to. I made a post about this with my three meets: the APF, USAPL, and USPA. And I've been to several of both, of all three of those, and I've seen inconsistent judging from all three. I've mm-hmm. seen poor spotting from all three. I've seen just yeah bad meets. I've seen good meets by all three. Well, and I think it's also picking your criticisms as well because I think a lot of people are on this. I I and I would have considered myself more of the, I love to powerlift, but when I started, not exactly now. I think now I'm starting to get more into the culture of it too, where I'm starting. I mean, shit, I have a fucking podcast, but uh, <laughs> I, was, I mean, I have, a, I have a podcast, so obviously I want to do something with the sport, but. Um, we're, we're kind of getting critical and criticizing or even praising certain federations. But it, so while we're, while we're doing this, Collegiate Nationals is going on. Yeah. And I think people have to pick their criticisms a little bit better because we see C- Collegiate Nationals. I've seen two posts on this by Monday when the show airs. Could be more. Hopefully not. But of, of poor spotting, people getting folded. By the, the, the thing. But here's, here's what I, alright, so one, get better spotters. Um, I don't like when kids spot me. I don't like when kids just, I, like, I, I can kind of tell you don't have any idea what you're yeah. doing. So, that's gonna be a problem, even, and, like, I, I don't want to get hurt because of shitty spotting, something that's happening out around me, and I feel like I have pretty good control of the weight where I could help the spotter. Yeah. Like, you're not going to bail on it. I'm not going to bail, but you better take this fucking thing off me because that thing keeps on digging on me. You know, my body can only handle so much, and and we saw that USAPL where, like, someone got, they fell back with it, they got folded under it, they just completely fell. Picking your criticisms. Now, the tub's like, oh, same old USAPL bullshit. I'm like, Really? Is that USAPL bullshit of not having people knowing how to spot? Because I've seen this at every federation. Yeah. People not knowing it, how I've to spot. I've seen it at every federation. And I've seen it. And it's collegiate nationals. That's why they have, they have college kids doing it because you have fucking kids competing. Yeah. You should be able to spot a 350-pound squat. That's the thing. I, I do see it at every meet I go to. I, pretty much every meet I've ever gone to, someone has tr- completely dropped a bar. Like, I, I have not seen that, and that's because the reason why I'm marrying APF is because they will go through the rules, and they say, you'll be kicked out of the meet if you dump the bar and mm-hmm. possibly punched in the face. <laughs> I think uh, Chris Cassander is big and tasty. Shout out to him. Um, 
he said the same thing. He's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna punch you if you dump the bar if you on drop me. A bar on yeah, if, yeah, if you dump the bar on me, you might have hurt. to get into a fight. Yeah, you can seriously too. hurt a lot of people. Well, you might, yeah, and actually, the one person you don't hurt is yourself. Yeah. So I haven't seen that mainly because again, I've been at APF meets, but I've seen poor spotting before at a WPC meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain co-hosts that I know near and dear might have had um, not the greatest spot with um, one of his squats, but. It's pick your criticism criticism wisely because you know what uh, Ray Williams has squatted in the USAPL before and they've done a pretty good job of handling him. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people uh, squatted in Mister Squats and they've done a good job handling him. At that particular meet with that particular meet director with that particular team, poor. Yeah, poor to an extent. So then it's like okay, it's like. Because maybe you have an Instagram account, because you have a social media account, it's like, okay, now I'm just going to shit on USAPL and all the things that happens at their meet is their fault and their federation's fault. I'm like, eh, let's take it easy for a second and just call it's, it's call a spade a spade here. It well, was a poor. It was it was yeah. poor spotters. They blanket judge. USAPL is at the point where they just blanket they blanket judge everything. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, and I have a friend who's actually at uh, Fratnats Collegiate Nationals. Fratnats, Fratnats. As they call it. I like that. Um, who I was actually just talking to her about this, and she said the kid that like just absolutely goes down to the floor. Well, that like, that's not the spotter's fault. That's not you the just spotter's can't. fault. But apparently, that kid gave blood yesterday. Oh, he fainted, he, so he completely passed out oh. and just went. So that's why it just goes down out of nowhere. Apparently, I thought he, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was. Um, Wrapped? He's an equipped lifter. Oh, but, he's like, a, he okay. Just, he just goes. Down I thought he just completely misgrooved. No, or, no, uh, he didn't even start. Oh. So according to this friend, he passed out at the top. No, you can't do anything about that. Just, and apparently, according to her, he gave blood yesterday. Not so, a good idea. Hey, what bud, an idiot. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. What an idiot. Matt's being harsh. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the good cop here. Not a good idea. Horrible. I appreciate you giving blood. Yeah, thank for you for people. saving someone. Thank you for your sacrifice. Timing is everything, though. Yeah, I'm sure you could have gave blood. Next week, mm-hmm. maybe right after the meet. Don't ever do that yeah, ever do again that in your life, man. Because you might be even going through a weight cut right now. I don't know yeah, the guy personally. Yeah. Terrible idea. Just don't do it. You live in your learning. You're a college kid. Yeah. You're probably missing a few brain cells. By my definition, every 17 through 24 year old is a dumbass. So <laughs> just just true. just in generally, they could be have they could have their master's degree by that time. They could have three degrees. Mm-hmm. They're still a dumbass. I'm trusting a 35 year old's yep. advice more than a 22 year old genius's advice. Yeah, but that's just please don't do that ever again. Yeah, uh, I actually that has happened. With, I think at I um at IPF um IPF World Championships that happened where a. Do you, do you remember this video where a, uh, I think it was a Nigerian fellow, he passed out on his, um, his motion going up for squat and he just completely passed out and, uh, the spotters did a good job. The yeah. spotters held the weight. They gently put, put it down. Good amount of weight, IPF world. So you, you have some pretty, uh, you have some pretty great lifters over there. Spotters did a good job there. Uh, and he's the same thing. Almost, he didn't get blood. He was, flying from Nigeria to the competition yeah. and didn't have any food in him. Oh. Like, he kind of, like, the travel thing was kind of rough, too. Yeah. And it was just a horrible situation for him. Strong uh, gentleman, but he didn't really have the whole, like, powerlifting meat plan kind of yeah. set out. I didn't they know that person. I didn't know that person passed out, though. No, I didn't know. Until, oh, that's such a bad way to pass out. Because yeah. you will... At the top of a spot. You will pass out 
taking that thing off the rack. Yeah. You will pass out doing that occasionally. Yeah. Um, I get, I get lightheaded all the time once it, oh, I, yeah, I, I, see. I take my air and I brace before mm-hmm. I unrack. Oh, and me I too. walk out and I try to swap all within one breath. I, I it don't. It took a lot of practice. Yeah. But there are times where it took a little too long. See, I, I, it's almost like I'm doing two lifts. One coming up, do the breathe in, and then once that weight is walked out, breathe out, then again, make eye contact with the judge, breathe in again, and then do the same thing. Um, but that breathe in, breathe out kind of thing, you holding your breath, especially if you gave blood, don't get yeah. blood. Uh, but it was like you were short on calorie water, um, which can't happen. And these, these two hour weigh-ins too, I think. Yeah, two hour weigh-ins I, I was, are I, scary. I remember my first USAPL meet, I was absolutely shocked at some of the amount of weight kids were cutting around me in preparation for this little dinky state meet. It wasn't even a state, I guess, it's not even a state meet. It was just a, just a local meet. Yeah. Um, and these kids were cutting like literally like, like four pounds before the two hour weigh-in. Like this guy was in, Oh, full, yeah. full sweatsuit, full sweatshirt, sweatpants, duct tape around the arms and legs. And I, and he's, I could overhear him talking about how he's about three pounds over and weigh-ins had already started. So he literally, I don't know, he, he might have gone from, he, he probably had a 30 minute window from weighing in to first lift on the platform. Yeah. I don't know how yeah, he Two hour weigh-ins are bad. It's, it, it, yeah, if, if you're still trying to, if kids are trying to like, Especially at that collegiate level where they're, you know, maybe yeah, not I, seasoned yet. Yeah. They're trying to. They see it's more important to Wilkes, make that weight class IPF for Wilkes or IPF points than it is to feel good mm-hmm. and just lift the weight that day. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be another – again, we don't know anything about it. I just know what I'm telling you from my friend's perspective that who, who is there. That, that, um, is, that but, is something I do kind of like about USAPL is uh, – the two-hour weigh-ins due to the fact that it'll kind of stop weigh-ins. I think that's or they, stop a massive cut. I think that's what they think it will do, and I think it does do that for the massive. I think for the top guys, the top guys seemingly, I could be wrong on this, and if I am wrong, you feel free to DM me or uh, shove your opinion straight up your ass because I'm probably not going to read it. But um, um, I, I believe the top guys seem to have a pretty good understanding of cutting. Yeah, they have a good handle on the situation. They know how to walk, where to exactly be comfortable, like a little bit over 190, cut down to 183. That's not a bad cut for them. So it looks like they understand it to a point where it's safe. And, like, when you go into mixed martial arts, they have that 24-hour weigh-in. Yeah. Um, those guys are cutting, like, 30 pounds. So. Yeah, those guys are nuts. So the, the the cuts that we think is extreme are doable. Like, 10-pound cuts are doable. Yeah. Like, I've, I have seen 30-pound, 40-pound cuts in... Uh, or thirty to twenty to thirty pound cuts in powerlifting. Yeah, but, but I that, think that's, and that's, that's their bag up. After but that. I haven't seen USAPL do that. No, or IPF just, do that. Those guys, that's nuts. It seems like they have a pretty good understanding, and it kind of cuts down those massive cuts. And as of right now, it hasn't been too unsafe. No, no, I don't think anyone's. I mean, I know, I know, Sean Noriega had a couple issues with um, his Arnold performance. Um. Could be due to travel as well. Cutting well, with, with travel like, sucks. It, it, wasn't, it, okay. wasn't, it wasn't the cut. It was the meat. It was like the actual meat. You know, he he started getting some severe swelling in his hands and oh really? And arms. Yeah, it was. It sounded really bad. I think he ended up actually going to the hospital to get it checked out and stuff. Hmm. Um, Happened to a friend of mine as well. Uh, cut shit ton of weight, and then his fingers look like sausages by yeah, the I end of the meat. I think that's the same thing that like Sean but, was going through. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's another like kind of federation to federation thing. But. Yeah. Yep, so... And to be honest, here's the thing. I would love to see a lot of the USAPL guys switch over to the USPA and mm-hmm. do just one meet in wraps, 
or a couple meat and wraps and a couple meats on a deadlift bar and kind of see what those already insane, crazy numbers would be yeah. with air quotes, easier equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you're going to get helped on is possibly the deadlift bar, anything yeah. else. Well, yeah. So again, with the decisions that they make could drive USAPL guys out of the Federation, but at the same time, I do, I wouldn't mind seeing people. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm about to do the same thing. Yeah. I'm about to slut it up with the Federation. It's gonna be APF to start with, do some USAPL meets. I would like the USPA one day. Yeah. Um, there Are could you be, gonna get into wraps? Uh, not in the near future. I would have to do at least two raw meets for each Federation. Yeah. That I do and then maybe throw the wraps on like after I kind of accomplish what I want to accomplish raw. But cause right now I see the raw totals and I'm not, until I'm like, in that category of Russ Orhe, Noriega, Gibbs, I mean, there's a there's a ton of other guys out there. If I could get within the top five range, raw, that's like, all right, let's, yeah. no, that's because there's a lot. It's just hard for me to get out of the federation or the division where I'm not yet there yet. You know, yeah. I'm, well, I'm just not at the top yet. Going, uh, in my opinion, going from rap to raw meets is so is it's literally a walk in the park. There's, especially on squats, okay. you, your your knee sleeves are on. You just literally they they call your name. No yeah. knee wrapping, no nothing. No that's that's why I avoided knee wraps. Yeah, no, of... no waddling to the platform. It mm-hmm. makes a raw like being a raw with wraps guy who dabbles in USAPL. It makes a USAPL meet feel like a walk in the park. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely curious to try it one day. Um, it's it's not a uh, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm not a uh, I'm not a fanatic with Raw. I'm not a don't try to dick ride the Raw division a ton. Yeah. I respect the Raw with Raps um, yeah. division as well. So one day I will do it, but I got to accomplish a lot Raw. Yeah. I got a lot of goals I still need to accomplish Raw. But all right, so FMK oh, yeah. with all the federations, thought I'd ask you that. We didn't even mention a federation. Uh, the USSR Open. USSR Open. Yeah. What, uh, what federation is that? W WRPF WRPF Kareel Kareel Sreechos All right uh, Federation And then they used to be the US Open used to be USPA correct yes. until okay. Gracie until Gracie V acted like herself Yeah which is always a problem until people saw what she actually is like. Yeah like that's a problem if you're going to run a meet try to not be the person that you yeah. are especially like if that person face. Is very strange. That's the thing about. Oh, so, uh, don't do that. That's a, that's the weird thing about powerlifting becoming increasingly more popular. Is even for me, as long as I've been in the sport, I saw Gracie as like super badass, multi ply woman, like kick ass. And her hosting the U.S. Open, she seemed really nice. But I know lifters that have known her for many, many years longer than me. Oh, yeah. And have so many stories oh. and absolutely hate her. All right. So for reasons I, I would never have even known unless they told me. Well, yeah. So I, I was on the same boat with you. I didn't know even know she was a power lifter. until yeah, I came in there a little later. Yeah, I. so we we did the show. We said, uh, who are your favorite strength athletes? And one of my uh, – one of the – Comments was Gracie B because she does this and this and this for the sport, and I liked her because she responded to the comments. So I had yeah. some content to give on the show. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Then I looked and I'm like, oh, she's a powerlifter. And then so I kind of followed things, and you know, social media is not really anything uh, crazy. But then like I didn't really bring her up on the show until she made that shitty email uh, yeah. to people. Then the kind of the floodgates open where 
Bane would tell me things he's heard and other people that he associates with has heard. And I'm like, oh, she doesn't seem awesome. That's for sure. <laughs> um, she doesn't seem like a cool person. She does not seem totally chill. But, uh, yeah, yeah that, so that, that was, that was the interesting thing with me. It was like, what it's just, like, what just oh, happened? I don't know any of this. And oh. people at the gym suck because I got blocked by her along, along with half the world. So I'm, I'm up to three blocks right now. Oh, you're So, Swole Sarah, um, blocked, uh, blocked two white lights. Uh, Gracie B blocked two white lights. Uh, not all two white lights, just me. And, uh, Weak Little Guy also blocked me, Drew Calloway. So I'm, yeah. I'm on, <laughs> on I'm on a roll here. Um, because people usually don't think I'm a dickhead, uh, when they talk to me, but apparently. Well, no one, no one Three people anyone, definitely do. No one thinks anyone's mean until they, like, yeah. personally feel attacked. And yeah. It's like, wait a minute. But yeah, so with the great, with the people at the gym then, like, at Brickhouse were telling me, it's like, oh, I saw you got blocked by Gracie V. You know what he did this? I'm like, no, I'm like, I just made a really, I just, I just thanked her for giving us content. Yeah. And I made a meme with Adam Sandler in it. Like, well, that, yeah, was that, it. That, that was the email, only thing I did. That email definitely showed how intense she is. For no reason. For no reason. And she, yeah. she, she, she took her intensity somewhere it wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like you said, it showed. Alright, well, the US Open's still happening. It's uh, next week, so we'll be covering that more in depth probably next week. But I got Mr. Matt Wallace on the show right now. Um... First off, what do you feel, how do you feel about the people dropping out of the meet? Cause there's been some big names dropping out, not all of them. Actually, it's still gonna be an excellent meet with yeah, the people the involved in, uh, with it still. But, w- w- one, who do you think is gonna win? And two, how do you feel with the people dropping out? So, who do I think is gonna win? Best overall, I Best guess. Best overall. I'm not gonna get you through the whole weight classes. I don't know I if they do. Wouldn't do that to you. I can't remember if they do an overall. Do they? I know they do men, uh, men's lightweight and men's heavyweight. Okay, yeah. It's I essentially... don't know if they do an overall winner specifically. I mean, obviously someone there is going to have the highest Wilkes out okay. of anyone at the meet. Um, but my picks for men's lightweight and men's heavyweight are definitely Ross Petkov mm-hmm. for men's lightweight. And I, I, now that Brandon, it, Brandon Allen being one of the people who had to drop out, I have to pick Yuri Belkin. So okay. When, and here's the thing, Andy Wong, that huge Asian guy. Yeah. He just smoked a 529 bench for an all-time PR. And I mean like it was it was effortless. It it looked incredibly easy and I think if Andy can put together the perfect meet, I think he and and Yuri has a less than spectacular day. Mm-hmm. I think Andy might be in the running for that that heavyweight spot. I'd like to see him get it too. Yeah, he's I like him. I don't know why I just like him. I'm, I'm the same way. I and he's he's one of the most quality, consistent lifters I think I've seen. I like he he high bar spots, correct? Yes, I seen his. Yes. I when I was going through my obsessive uh, depth problem, I was seeing how he high bar squatted. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get a different him and Kevin Oak. Yeah, oh, wanted, Oak really cleaned up his squat too. Yeah, so I just kind of want to see like compare myself to them and see what I could learn from them and. His is probably one of my favorites right now. Yeah. Just on what I've seen and like, yep. I like his Indeed. deadlift. His deadlift is so rigid, like when the, the initiation, once that lift is initiated and moving, he seems, he's so rigid. No, there's never really any rounding forward. And I think he just recently put a belt on for the first time really for deadlifts, but I think normally he was a, a beltless deadlifter for a long time. Mm-hmm. So pulling crazy numbers. Uh, 
last year he pulled 800 for four in the animal cage and bled everywhere, which was just cool in itself. It was yeah. kind of that barbaric intensity. That's cool in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, just a super quality lifter and a, and, and a, a, a cool guy from when I've met him. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, so it's pretty good outlook on it. I don't know the women. I, I, I Wait, what's so – I can never pronounce her name. Is she competing in it? Mariana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she is on the roster. She's, I think, top five, right, for all-time Wilkes? She's number She's number two. Number two? Number two all-time Wilkes. Okay. So she will win because Stacy's gone. Stacy's out. Steffi is out. Um, And th- those are one and three. Yeah. Or one and four. Yeah, we're talking about best all-time. Yeah, and Cece isn't competing. She's actually had a lot of – um, did you see that? All I did. Issues? Yeah, we That's didn't. I didn't because it was so publicly out there, and it was yeah. serious. Yeah, it's where I'm like, there's no reason for us to talk about unless we're kind of shedding light on the whole yeah you issue have, of have it. to like the a legitimate issue to, of it. Yeah. So it's either we do that, but yeah, we yeah. we definitely understand. And for a short note, domestic domestic yeah. abuse is not cool. No, just don't do that. Yeah, shit. And it's like it uh, when we saw, when I saw that, I thought about like, okay, I don't know if we should cover this due to the fact that. Like it's a, it's a I mean one of the best of all time. Yeah, powerlifter is going through a horrible life situation right mm-hmm. now, but at the same time, it's like she's being very open about it. Yeah, and she's answering she's the questions she needs to. Very well. So it's like okay, do we like almost like the NFL thing? Do we need to be as like a media outlet cover something like that? But at the same time, like, do we really need to convince our listeners that domestic violence is wrong? Hopefully not. Well, you, well, you wouldn't think so. And then yeah, it's like, it's like, like, who is he? It's like, was anyone, like, one of our followers or one of the people listening thinking that domestic violence is okay? Yeah. Like, and plus no, probably hear. not. I don't and need to whole, have a whole, like, ad campaign. Because the NFL thing, too, I always thought it was kind of weird. I'm like, hey, man, you didn't need to convince me that domestic violence yeah. is wrong. You need to convince yourselves because the nfl it's like the problem is within the nfl not me and plus usually people who commit domestic violence and other domestic disputes they don't just hear someone say hey don't do that and go yeah "Yeah, good idea like oh yeah shit i thought that was a good idea they're bad people like there's something else needs to be done yeah so and hopefully cc is getting through this the best that she can yeah hopefully and i hope that she never has to see that guy again yeah, and or we'll go through the same situation again yeah. too. So and apparently, it's been going on for quite a long time. It was it was very well known. It was yeah. known. I think we actually might have bought up on the show before. Yeah. Um, it might have been like in a pre-show discussion with uh, me and Bane, but I've I've seen it before. And again, like I I knew that was I knew that was coming, and I didn't want to you know yeah use that as kind of I mean shit we're kind of doing it now, but yeah, a little <laughs> it bit. happens. But this is a conversation that we're having. Yeah. But I didn't want to you know make a whole thing about like. You know, we put on topics like USAPL not allowing IPF yeah. coaches to coach. We put that on topic and we publicize that because yeah. we want people to hear about it. Um, if you're listening to the show now, we're going to put in our tagline. So yeah, yeah, we didn't we do that. So and just don't take our words for it. Don't just go off of what we've said. If you want to look more into it, go check out CC's post. Like like Angelo said, she's been very vocal about yeah, very the open. whole situation mm-hmm. and and I'm a very. And I think that's really helping her get through it is the fact that she is being so vocal about it and that she is doing a very good job of bringing it to light. And she's being very well supported. Mm-hmm. So, but just don't take our word for it. If yeah. you want to think more about it, learn more about it, go check out her personal posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, U.S. Open next week. Me and Bane are going to cover that a little bit more in depth. Uh, probably be a potential topic of that uh, next week as well. So, 
Larry Wheels did something this week. Larry An hour Wheels, of segments, and we don't have a lot yeah. of segments today, but Larry Wheels did something. He did something super cool. Yeah, he did something super cool. <laughs> Jeez, this is probably like the least he's ever done, too. Yeah, it's probably the uh, Yeah, so I made a meme this week, and then Matt uh, made a better meme, I guess. <laughs> I, I took your format, yeah. and I I, I, I I didn't even think it was a better meme. I was just like, it's very relatable. No, I like that. I, I, I like that more. So yeah, what, very relatable. I mean, I hate describing memes on air. It's yeah. one of those infuriating things to hear someone describe a meme that they can't see. You follow me, look at my meme. It's yeah. the last one I post. Check it out. And actually, a lot of people, um, kind of a humble brag here, or I don't even know if I'll call it a humble, humble brag, Just but I was, I was, I was at Brick House and they're like, dude, I fucking see your face everywhere <laughs> now. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like the meme, right? Sorry. He's like, he's like, you're on every single page. I'm in. They're like, it's actually good marketing. He's like, I'm just sick of seeing your face by this point. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that was my plan to market my extremely vascular baby face that I had going. I'm like, that's that's what I wanted well, yeah, to do. That was also before the beard. Too. Yeah, it's like perfect marketing. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. all right. And then, uh, yeah. So that was posted. That was posted on policy motivation. And Larry Wheels commented, accurate. Yeah. Accurate. Uh, I mean, and the meme was about the Texas Power Bar and the Texas Deadlift Bar, or the illegal, the power, illegal bar power Bar and the Texas Deadlift Bar. Yeah. And I guess Larry is not a fan of the illegal Power Bar, so I guess he can't be a USAPL guy because I'm sure that's the only reason why he doesn't do USAPL meets. Yeah, because he uh, walks out in sleeves. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, he's fine. He, there's nothing else that he does that'll get him in not trouble from thing. USAPL. I think that was he's Jesus. I, I think that <laughs> he's powerlifting Jesus. I think that was probably. The least expensive way Larry Wheels will ever show us any sort of attention. Yes, and uh, in, in fairness, to a meme shared by a very popular page. Yeah, in fairness, not even the original. We, we have we, me and Matt had secondhand kind of yeah because it was like okay, policy motivation. Same thing with uh, Steffi Cohen. She commented yeah, she, LOL she three times. Yeah, I think she had like, a glitch thing. Three times, so I'm actually. like, okay, I'm obviously gonna say something to her. Yeah, uh, like it. It's but, always a good time when you make Steffi laugh. Yeah, that, that's yeah. I'm just happy you know when uh, I'm happy when other powerlifters find me funny. Uh, what's that guy's Frank name? Uh, Frank Daddy? Oh, Robert Frank. Robert Frank. He yeah, game ass. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he commented because everyone says I look like him apparently, which I don't think so. I don't think so. No, not at all. And but yeah, he, I think weird. he was kind of sick as like few people tagged him, and I think he was kind of sick of hearing it. And he's like, he, and then he insulted. He kind of insulted me, which I played along with it. But um, I'm like, okay. I guess, uh, and then I got, I got, and then all those other comments were like, who the fuck is this person? Why am I seeing him on every page? I'm like, yeah. he's like the 30th best powerlifter and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. USAPL. Don't, don't he pay makes him. Memes sometimes. It's like, don't pay him any mind. Some tool. But yeah, no. Larry Wheels did something. It's, Larry it's Wheels great that he did, did something. This podcast and the people now hosting it, or this current episode, is relevant. Yeah. Cause Larry Wheels thought our meme was, uh, fl- funny. Yeah, indirectly. Larry was on the podcast yeah. today. Yeah, so I might in the description for episode 2WL episode 10 dash Larry Wheels. Larry Wheels episode. Not Matt Wallace. Larry Wheels. Larry Wheels. We, we indirectly interview Larry Wheels through a meme. I'm going to see if I could surprise someone and get him on an interview, like uh, try to get him on Instagram Live. Oh, I'd be And just say like, hey see, man, it's like uh, you're now a guest on 2 I Lights. See, Sorry to like sandbag you. That's what I'd love to If I was like super good, if I was at the level of Larry or... After Bornson, just like incredibly popular figures in strength sports, I would like just go to commercial gyms every day, okay, and just like see people's reactions or like 
Like, could you imagine being like an 800 pound squatter, just going to commercial gym and just throwing that shit on a bar? No, I can't. Going, going to ask the grass or something. You know what I would like to do if I acquire a lot of fame? Just DM people randomly. It's like, hey. Just like, no, no, not even hey, just like, just like, just critique them. Or just leave oh, something man. so random and so big and just not even respond just to ask it. ask them to dinner. Yeah, or so, like. You want to go out sometime? Or, 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 or like DM like if they're wearing like a, like a Cubs hat or something. Oh yeah. Like you see the game nice last hat. night? Yeah. <laughs> they probably would like lose their shit. Like if like, uh, I don't know, uh, who's a, I mean, I guess you could use Larry Wheel's example. Like, Larry Wheel DMs me and yeah. says, did you see the game last night? Hello, like, Angelo. Yeah. Yeah, I did see the game. And he didn't respond to me. Yeah, that would be the funniest fucking joke ever. Then you got a, you got a PayPal request for $20 <laughs> afterwards? Yeah, I would just I would like, screenshot it to him. Like, okay, Larry Wheels is talking to me about the Cubs or some shit. This is weird. And then he hasn't responded to any of my DMs after that. Yeah. I would do that. If I was Larry Wheels or uh, Thor, I would just constantly... DM yeah. people random shit or just Respond leave stupid DM. comments. So like if I was just bored of stupid comments, I would just find it's like an Andy Kaufman kind of thing. Yeah. Just I would only find it funny and laugh yeah, my no ass off for like forty minutes and then just yeah. go about my day. And then a couple years ago, I met I would meet a couple high profile lifters at the time at like the Arnold Classic, and I know that 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 venue and that whole event can be exhausting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are just a couple times where higher profile lifters were kind of a dick to me. Yeah. And, I again, it's, like, understandable, long, tough weekend. But, I mean, you you want this attention. I guess. And I don't it, it would be hard. It would be hard for me, I guess. Well, you're, if so I, sad. you're so sarcastic and sassy. Yeah. I'm a teacher. So they, you're a teacher, too. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I'm like, I, I guess to an extent, because I, I actually – to an extent, if I was, like, in that position, I don't know how it would be. Yeah. I'd probably be cool sometimes and just mean other times because, I mean, I, I mean, I've heard myself on a podcast before. I, I don't I don't mean to sound mean, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but I am, I'm still at the part where I just understand if they don't want to talk to someone. Yeah. And, like, if they are legitimately getting paid for this and this is their job, it's like, hey, this is my job now, man. It's like... Yeah, like... Like, like the others, like... The reason why I'm here is not for you. Yeah. Like, there are, there could be some powerlifters out there who think that way, and I could kind of respect that. Like, yeah, you're getting, doing it to get paid, and they respect the hustle. Yeah. But some... They like to powerlift. They don't yeah, like and, and then, but there's other powerlifters who just like to powerlift, and they like putting on a good show. Yeah. There's showmen out there, too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting kind of way to uh, think about it. But Bear Wheels did something. Matt Wallace, thank you for letting me train here today. Oh, of course. Always open. You are definitely going to be open or definitely be on the show again. Reoccurring guest. Cool. And, yeah, we're going to have a recap with Bane coming up. Uh, it's weird doing this, man. It's weird saying I'm going to recap with Bane while I know he's competing currently. Yeah, like, like right, like, I wonder what... Strange. Or he could, he could, he could be a beer in already. He could be a crawfish in already. Who knows? Knowing Bane, he's probably, like, four or five crawfishes in. Hopefully in a good way, because I, I want to see... 
Oh yeah, not that yeah. he had lofty goals, but he had some good goals. I wanted to see him. Oh, and he had, yeah, and his uh, his his lifetime PRs were pretty good too. We might have to edit all this out based on how his meat goes. That's true. Oh, we should or we could create like two versions of it. Dumpster fire meat. Everything went wrong. We should we should create two versions of our transition. Go like, all right, so Bane fucking killed it at his meat nine for nine, best overall lifter in all of his lifetime PRs. Can't wait to get into the recap with him. And now Bane, dot dot dot. Alright, so I just got word. Bane had a really shitty uh, meet. Horrible time. Uh, uh, three, three for nine. nine. Yeah, three for nine. Missed weight. Missed weight. Oh, somehow no. missed weight. I don't know what <laughs> the guy's doing. Class. Guess he's eating and drinking way too much in South Carolina. Enjoying Myrtle Beach way too much uh, with Drew and Chris. So a bit of a somber interview with Bane. Yeah. Alright. Like so I gotta pick which one I'm gonna have. To. Yeah. It was almost like a memorial. <laughs> like, Bane was a good man. <laughs> he's, he's done good his whole life. It's like, and now, and now, uh, we have to kick him off the show. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, ha- I can't have a guy going, you know, four for nine or yeah. three for nine on my show anymore. You got three red lights. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got, got two red lights. You got two red lights. I got three red lights too. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. No, three red lights is good. Two red lights is bad. Two white lights is perfect. Two white three, lights. Three, red, three white lights. Extra not enough, not enough weight. Extra credit. Yeah. All right. So, in the longest transition in history of transitions, <laughs> here is our recap with Bane. All right. As promised, we have the man, the myth, the legend, my co-host, Robert Bane at Bane316. Just got home from South Carolina. Two. I did about 12 hours ago. Yeah, two grueling 20-hour drives to South Carolina to compete in AAPF Nationals. Yes, sir. And Bane's got a smile on his face, and that's usually a good sign. After a meet, when you have a smile on your face, that means you did well. The people who you know did well. People near and dear to you did well. Yeah. So, the floor is yours. Take it away. How How did the meet go? How was the experience? How did driving have an effect on you? How did handling your daughter the day before have an effect on you? How did yeah. South Carolina have an effect on you? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, first off, thanks for, for letting me do the, the interviewing. I think this is going to be fun uh, to do a, a meet recap. But um, overall, great experience. Uh, I did joke on my Instagram story. Uh, I will never, ever do that type of drive again because uh, that was rough. Um Getting getting down towards the mountains is pretty simple, but then as you obviously are, are fatiguing faster and faster as you're driving, there's uh, a part of my profession is understanding how driver behavior works, and uh, I knew that that road fatigue would happen and happen at some point. And yeah, trying to navigate through the mountains of Western North Carolina at one in the morning when I've been driving since 10 a.m. not a good idea. No, it's not. Do you guys, like, switch off driving at all? No, because nobody drives my truck. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's, that is my own fault. That was all yeah. self-inflicted, um, 100%. So, you know, we had uh, myself, uh, Drew Carroll, uh, a.k.a. the Panty Dropper. We had Dylan Frankenstein, uh, Chris Meadows, and, and then Lily, my daughter, uh, as well. And once we got out of the mountains, though, we were about 200 miles, and we talked about we would stop somewhere, get you know a quick power nap, and I basically said, "Screw it, I'm just going to finish the job." Got us all the way to the hotel uh, where the meet was at at like 6:30. As grueling as that was, and it, and it was, it was brutal. 
to watch the sunrise over the Atlantic with, you know, two great friends and my daughter. Very wor- That experience there was very worth it. South Carolina welcomed us very, very nicely. Yeah, I saw the pictures of that. It looked pretty sweet. Uh, even when I went to Columbus, I took, like, two power naps in between, like, two 30-minute yeah. power naps, and that, I think, helped a little bit just based on driver fatigue and not exactly going to a competition, but I'll probably keep that in mind next time I have to drive somewhere because I probably will eventually in the sport, so I'm, I'm probably going to take some naps along the way. Yeah, my, my advice is have someone drive you. Um, I think if someone, like, if we had brought one more person to do the driving for us, uh, that wouldn't have played as big a role. Yeah, I could uh, assume so. Yeah. So, got there, uh, called our hotel, asked if there was any chance we could check in early. Actually, they said, yeah, for 25 bucks, because of course everything costs money in a, in a tourist town. Um, our room is ready to go. They got us, and first of all, uh, we got hooked up. Like, I knew I had a nice room because of my status with, with uh, the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, three bedrooms, three bathrooms, three balconies, uh, one shared one with the main level and one of the bedrooms. The two uh, master bedrooms each had their own balcony, private one. Man, what a cool experience there. Um, so you're saying it's so, a better experience than Manchester? I mean, the snuggling was different. Mm-hmm. I'll say that, but uh, more space. I mean, I, I, I would say hope so. Like, I want to say that the the balconies, if you put those together, were probably bigger than our room in Manchester. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Yeah. Uh, so when it got Lily weighed in, came back for a little power nap. And really, the weekend kind of kicked off that night because we met up with uh, with Eric Stone, with uh, Jen, with Jeff Pietka, and ate dinner. Great place. Uh, I ate about three, four pounds of seafood um, the night before weigh-ins, which was awesome. And went, weighed in, weighed in at uh, two sixty-one, I think, fully clothed. Yeah, we said two sixty-three. Yeah, so 261. We were assuming 263. If I if I left my shoes on, probably would have happened. Okay. So yeah, I just slip those off. But and then and then they handled Lily. Um, you know she had she had a good day overall. Uh, matched her PR on squat. She had a 50 kilo squat. We went for 55, and she did. She came forward. I'm not gonna rag on any spotters. I think we've already done that. But I, I was a very concerned parent there for a second. Yeah, why not? I mean, we, that's what we did with Matt, and that's what a lot of people are doing currently because the spotting has been subpar for a few meets now, and it seems to happen in every meet, though. Yeah, and I, I really I want to go back and watch that video before I would necessarily point fingers at anybody because I'm saying it as her dad, not as a lifter. Okay. Um, and, and no one could have gotten that off her fast enough as her dad. So uh, okay. that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, then she actually set a new bench PR, which, uh, don't know what's going on with Baines and sending bench PRs. It's really weird, but, um, it's happening. So, if you, uh, uh, figure out the command, she, <laughs> so her opener, she made contact with her chest and came up. Okay. The, the, jumped the command. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So something, it, something to work on, something to work on. Yeah. But then her second, third, just beautiful, per- perfect. Her, and even people were coming up to her uh, during the meet, talk about her arch. Like, I don't know what she did. She watched someone's video. She figured her arch out perfectly. Gymnast, and probably going to have a good bench in the future. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I, I watch her. I watch somebody like a, a Dom Rozier, very similar setup. And, and as Lily kind of, you know, grows and develops into herself, like she's going to have those, uh, those leverages to become a very good bencher, I think. Nice. Um, and I hate her. I hate her for it. So. Yeah, most of us can't do that. Yeah. So, uh, new team national record, uh, 32.5 kilos. Uh, got her opening deadlift, and then, I'll be honest, I think the trip took its toll on her at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. she, we went for the, the 90 kilo again. Great setup, and then the bar floated on her twice and was not able to, to get that 90 kilo deadlift. So, uh, still had a great day. She ended up coming in second in the, uh, in the best lifter. Um, really awesome. Actually, a 16-year-old girl from Illinois won. Um, yes, yeah, so the two of them uh, actually developing a nice little friendly uh, rivalry, which I, I appreciate. Very similar to our rivalry. Very similar. That was created uh, actually, at what, nationals. What is kind of crazy too is this girl is also a gymnast. Um, gave up gymnastics to powerlifting. I would think gymnast is a pretty like no one considers that a strength sport, and I think that's a total strength sport. Oh, hundred percent it is. The the amount of control the. Uh, the power that these girls and the guys too have to possess to be able to fling their bodies like that is is really Im- impressive. Yeah. Um, so that, I, I feel there is going to be a lot of carryover for, for both ways on that. So a um, couple more meets for her for gymnastics season, and then uh, we'll kind of be full bore into training for uh, for worlds. You know, pretty cool. After awards, you know, she won um, the open forty eight kilo as well as the uh, the team. Uh, 13 and 15 year olds, 48 kilos, a two time national champ, Lily Bain. Uh, very excited for that. And you, you recall this from you know, the last couple of years. There's the envelope, right? Your yeah. invitation to Worlds. And really cool, gave a video of her uh, to send to my family that, you know, she read it out loud that she qualifies for Team USA and to go to World Championships in Orlando. So um, probably the, I would say, top three coolest moments of the whole weekend went there was, was that. Yeah, pretty good experience your first time through getting that invitation to uh, compete at World Championships. Yeah, it's a heady thing. I, I I know this is a hobby and it's a you know a thing we all pay to do, but to say that you're going to be able to compete with your federation's best in the world, that's that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then Saturday uh, was our day, and you know it was, it was an interesting setup because they the way they set the flights up, there were three flights, uh, the raw guys. Classic teen, and then the classic open raw. And what we found interesting is there were names on the roster on meet day that were not on the rosters on Tuesday before the meet. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, there were some, a lot of questions about that that did not get answered. And until I get those answers, I won't speak my mind. But a lot of questions have been asked. Yeah, late entries sort of thing? We don't know if late entries. Again, we were told entries were, were – registration was done. They extended it two weeks, and then it was done a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So you would assume that the rosters would be finalized by the Tuesday before the meet. Okay. So – Again, don't don't know what that really means. Don't know if again maybe somebody said, "Hey, just hold my check." Again, don't don't have all the answers for that. All right. So, but uh, did did throw us a little bit because that that put new people into flights and it changed kind of the times that you know people were using to get ready. Um, but I mean, it's a meet, and so you got to adjust. So, got two red lights on my opening squad. I got called for depth. Uh, 
I will say this, the judging was extremely consistent on squats. They they were definitely looking for people to break parallel. Saw a lot of folks. I think probably a great exercise uh, for me was going through your situation, being concerned about depth, because I was watching it happen in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people saying, man, my butt is touching my heels. Yes, and your knees are far forward, and so you're not hitting parallel. Yeah, I've seen a few squats that I thought were low enough from people that I follow and I know from AP, uh, AAPF Nationals, and I thought that it, it was strict, and I believed that if I was a judge, I would white light them, but uh, that day, apparently they weren't, and you're never going to get the... You usually don't get the same three judges, especially when you're in a different state. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, we did have we did have Bob Kelly there who, who does a lot of the Illinois meets, but yes, yeah, so we had Gary Franks, actually the president of the uh, the APF APF, uh, I believe the WPC as well. So uh, kind of cool as a legend. Uh, and then we had a couple other refs uh, who I was not familiar with. So uh, so went got the second one, and so it was a very similar setup to Amateur Worlds last year. And you know we have talked about this at length on the show, and, and I I want to dedicate a little bit of time to this because. Um, you know, I, I got hurt. Is the best way to right? I got hurt at mm-hmm. Worlds last year, and and it, I mean, it affected the the outcome of the meet. Uh, and, and it was a very mentally challenging thing because, uh, you know, that was a squat that I'd handled. I handled my weight a few times, and so it shouldn't have really happened. I had kind of tweaked my back a few weeks prior to to the meet, and so it, it started to weigh very heavily on me, and so. The planned jumps were a 639, 688, and then 705. And so now looking at my third attempt was going to be 688. And basically we were replaying worlds all over again. Okay. And uh, so if I told you that I didn't have some butterflies thinking about that and that wasn't running through my mind and that video wasn't playing again in my head, I would be lying to you. Okay. And so also very similar. Eric Stone is getting me all set up and he's going to call me up. And so we had a lot of very similar situations to, to what worlds was. Uh, came out of the hole, and the weight was a lot heavier than I assumed it would be, and that it had felt like previously. And it was probably the longest squat I have ever done. Yeah, I saw the video. Uh, John Chun posted it. It was a grinder. Yeah. It was, uh, it was. It was a pretty big grinder there. If a butterfly had, had sat on that bar, that thing wasn't coming up. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it got that lift, and, and I'm not going to lie, man, I, I, Fairly emotional. I lost my mind. In what way? I, <laughs> I came out from under the bar, looked at the lights. I got two white lights. Uh, Perfect. You should have took a picture of it. I, be- I believe Jamie Miller actually got a phenomenal picture of me screaming and ripping my mouth guard out and the two white lights in the background. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited to get uh, the portfolio pictures from her, uh, which I will then – send to you to prove and we're, we're definitely going to post that up. So, yep. uh, but yeah, so I, you know, the whole cheering, woo, you know, all that mess. And as I went back to the warm up area, Drew Carroll, he and I have a running joke. We do a lot of, uh, Friday lines. So classic movie. Um, and he yells at me, what weight, which is very similar to, uh, Debo saying, you know, what bike or what chain, uh, in the movie. And I scream back at him, you know, that's my way punk. People were laughing out in the, uh, audience area and Jennifer Gamel's on the mic. She's like, Oh, apparently they're pretty excited that he didn't die. So good job. <laughs> yeah. It's always a good sign when you don't die during a meet or get seriously injured. Yeah. Yes. 
So right. having been on now both sides of that with that weight, that's a yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you broke through. Obviously, you're gonna have to work on that opener because that opener is gonna dictate the third attempt. Uh, seemingly pretty big because yep. yeah, that was two straight times from Worlds to here. But you got what 17 yep. weeks of training on that yep. specific movement till uh, Worlds down Orlando. So. Yep. Uh, two for three on squat, pretty solid. We were getting false information, <laughs> I think. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, we, uh, me and Matt, while we were training, we're trying to keep up to date with the meet, and we were told you got three for three. Oh, really? But with a 680 squat, or like 688. What'd you hit? Uh, 688, yeah. Okay, 688. Like, yeah, 688 squat, I know people don't really get exact when it's yeah. kilos. But yeah, we got some false information there because I was confused because I was like three for three and a six eighty eight. I was assuming he was going to go over seven if he got three yeah, for three. So a lot of people thought I got my opener. Okay. Um, a lot of folks were really like, "Wait a minute, you got red light?" Like, yeah, I did. Yep. So not going to argue that. Uh, yeah. So, so moving on to to bench, uh, you know, I went two for three on bench, and everything moved really really well. I matched my knee PR on bench, and. This was my fault. My ego got in the way, and I had a little birdie whisper in my ear. You've got 170, 170 kilos in you. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And I did. Okay. Uh, my plan was to only go to uh, to 165. All right. So jumping up a two and a half, kilo yeah, a five pound PR, and, okay. uh, and try to go three for three, and just kind of build that confidence going in the deadlift. And so I made the big jump. Got a, as it typically happens with my third bench, got about two inches off my chest, and that was it. So. All right. Well, everyone misses their bench, so. Yep. And, of course, as typically happens with me, something goes on with my back, back cramps up as I'm benching that. Mm-hmm. And real quick, just, you know, laid on the uh, on the foam roller, kind of worked that out, and went to the deadlifts, got my opener, and really, I mean, no big issues there, moved smooth, everything's good. Went from 661 to 705. Decent jump, one I've done before, so not concerned there. Weight gets about halfway up my shin, and the room all of a sudden gets very, very small. Uh, that, for me, is when I know I'm about to pass out. And so gave it a little more fight, and the next thing I know, I'm on one knee, and somebody's unstrapped my belt for me so I can breathe. So not, not exactly what I wanted to have happen feeling at that point that the drive really did affect, you know, my energy levels, just kind of everything that I was going to have in the tank and reserve, right? So I was going back and forth. It was a dogfight all day long for best lifter between me and one other guy named Ray. and Williams? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you just say no. it. <laughs> no, it's not, actually. Okay. Um, so I, I, I forgot his last name, so I think it's right. Um, so Ray went for uh, a 705 deadlift on his third. He missed it. We did a quick calculation. If I pulled 716, which would be an 11-pound meat PR, uh, I would win best lifter by, I think it was one coefficient point. Awesome. So I went for it, broke the floor, and there was nothing left. Uh-huh. Yep, nothing left there. So, Valiant uh, Duffert, uh, and, I, and I applaud Ray, he, he fought very well. He, he planned his list well. Um, and I look forward to competing with him in Orlando and uh, hopefully taking that trophy home. Yeah, you get another crack at it at least, but at least you went for it, and at least it happened, you know what I mean? Because yep. very seldom at meets you see an actual fight for best overall lifter. 
Um, it was and it was cool when we got in the deadlifts. They started doing on like every one of our lifts. Like it was between us two. It, we we kind of pulled away from one other guy, uh, uh, Mike Massey, and but as each of us would take our attempts, like yeah, these guys are all neck and neck right now. You know, I was in the lead coming out of squats. It was really really close. I think I had a small lead um, going into deadlifts, and then Ray actually opened up at uh, I think it was six sixty six. And so he pulled ahead a little bit because he was also only uh, 198 pounds. Mm-hmm. So strong dude. Uh, and I and so I give him credit for that. And so then, again, it just came down to, you know, basically last list. And he and I were the last two lifters in flight A. And crowd got into it. And people were on their feet. You know, all the phones were out. Like, it was, it was a really, really cool, uh, you know, cool way for that flight to end. And that's that's what powerlifting needs more of is – you know, guys fighting not just for their weight class, but for that best lifter where it's like, you know, you won the meet. And, they, and you know, they need to be able to announce that um, during the meet so people can really understand, like, oh, this guy is the overall winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I always – I do like seeing those fights for it. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen too much even at bigger meets, maybe at, like, yeah. the top, top ones. But it seems like someone pulls away pretty easily, and then, um, then there's, like, kind of a field too. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh... – you know, it's unfortunate when that happens. So, and again, I'm hoping it happens again at uh, at Worlds. And you know, obviously, you know we're going to have uh, quite a few folks from you know across the pond. And I'm hoping they they bring their A game and they're able to do the same thing. And you know, maybe we make it a, a four or five dog race. Yeah, for sure. And I think it would happen because I don't know exactly who's coming out from Worlds or across the pond, but you should have at least at least five solid lifters come. So yep. uh, at least for best overall, the weight classes I'm not sure on. But considering it was, it seemingly was a pretty small national meet. Much yeah, we, very similar to Grand Rapids. Yeah, um, a little smaller actually. To be honest with you. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, again, I think it'll still be a, a great leap in the worlds. Uh, I think there are some folks, just kind of from what I'm hearing, uh, we'll get some at-large bids. So we'll probably still get some people that will uh, be there that maybe weren't there this past weekend. All right, sweet. Um, which I'm, I'm definitely excited about for that. So. Uh, other great highlights, uh, Drew Carroll, two years chasing a 501 deadlift, finally got it in nice. competition uh, after missing it three weeks ago uh, in training. And just, man, so great to watch him do that and, and having, you know, seen him kind of get involved in the sport, you know, a couple years ago and uh, develop. You know, he, he's uh, very methodical, very uh, thoughtful about his training and everything. And uh, just kind of watching him progress over the last couple of years has just been awesome. Yeah, and he finally gained some weight too. That was uh, he did. the fact that you that know, guy was in my weight class was probably going to be a problem for him leading forward all, because he's a whole foot seven of him. Yeah, yeah, he's a foot taller than me in the same weight class, so that's yeah. uh, that's a problem. But I think one ninety eight is 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 going to be a better weight class for him and possibly higher than that too. Two two twenty is a better weight class for yeah. him. Yeah, he's a he's we'll, a tall we'll he's a tall mofo. He is. He is. So props to him. Deadlift Frankenstein, Chris Meadows, great meet nine for nine. Um, Brilliant. He went out. He yeah executed his plan. Uh, did very very well. Masters won. National champ. So um, pretty cool because he bombed out last year at nationals. He did. I didn't know he that. Did. Yeah, huh. he did. So we were talking about that. He was he was very very happy to uh, to get that drip as we were you know, referring to all the medals. Yeah, um, per, yeah, and especially going nine for nine after bombing out at a meet previously. Yeah. I know he did not bomb out at Worlds, but no, he did not. Yeah, he did not. But. Well, that's good. That's awesome. I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. So I, I and honestly, he reminded me of that because I thought about it uh, last year because he was in the Open 275, and then when he wasn't there for deadlifts, I'm like, 
where's this other guy that was supposed to compete with me? Oh, yeah, I didn't didn't realize it, and I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah and I didn't watch the uh, heavyweights when I competed in the AAPF Nationals last year in Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah, you're too cool for us. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was too light for you. That was a yeah, problem. I was just too light. <laughs> I was there. I was there, man. Trust me. Just too light to compete with you. So probably my, aside from my my circle of friends and uh, oh, there's one more I have to mention is yesterday Eric Stone hit a lifetime PR bench, uh, four fifty two or four fifty seven I think it was. Nice. Um, yeah, and I, I had the honor of actually handing it out to him. So awesome. It was, uh, it was very very cool to to do that and help him do that. He did go for the uh, on his fourth attempt went for the world record. Wasn't there. Okay. Uh, got, you know, same thing, a couple inches off the chest and just nothing left, so. All right. Uh, but, but Friday, they had the Special Olympics lifters. Uh-huh. And you, you, you want to see what this sport is about, and that is just pure, undiluted, just joy in lifting. That is what you see with Special Olympics lifters. Yeah, and, I've never really seen it happen before. It sounds like a really cool thing to witness. Especially, yeah. like, weight, weightlifting is a really good outlet for people with uh, special mm-hmm. needs. Yeah, and seeing these guys, I mean, and these are not strong for special needs people. These are strong people. Mm-hmm. You know, there, I think there are a couple 500-pound squats, a couple 500-pound deadlifts. Like, these guys were out here just crushing it, hustling, and uh, they got the amazing surprise that they all qualified for Worlds, those who placed one through three. And a lot of them didn't realize that was on the table. And so these guys are being, you know, being told they're now a national champion and that they were able to set world records. And now if they so choose, they can go to Orlando and compete. I mean, man, I'm not crying, you're crying. That's <laughs> kind of what everybody was, was feeling like, man, just watching these guys and how excited they were. And um, Anything I can do to ever be a part of that, I, I, I want to, because I want to be able to relive those moments and watch the, the joy uh, that every one of these individuals brings to the platform. Yeah, for sure. Like, like the, they love sports. They love the, the mm-hmm. common things that we all love too. And again, weightlifting is a perfect way for them to be like seriously competitive in it. Yeah. Like legitimately competitive. And it's awesome to see them on a platform and kill it too. And, you know, it, it creates that, that nice regimentation. It, help, it helps in so many different areas. I, I was talking with uh, Jeff Aioli and, and Eric Hubbs and just all the different ways that it does help these kids. And uh, you couldn't ask for something better. You really couldn't. So uh, so props to all the Special Olympics lifters. They a great turnout. A couple guys from Illinois, actually. A couple guys uh, came down from up here. So uh, hoping to see all those guys in, uh, in Orlando as well because I think that's going uh, to be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Orlando, Florida, 17 weeks away, AWPC World Championships. Now, yep. I got a few questions for you regarding your prep up to uh, Worlds. From my understanding, yep. Sean Coughlin is coaching you, correct? He's going to be coaching my bench, yes. All right, sweet. Now, me and Matt were talking about this, and I think Chris Bridgeford got into a rant about this as well, and I'm just wondering where you stand on it. You usually take a PR or a max day for all three lifts three weeks out of a meet before right roughly correct okay will you ever change that we have been discussing it yes because i i see that being done i see i know that's kind of the common practice in my opinion it's starting to slowly slowly 
have its flaws come out. Where the weight that's in the gym does not necessarily mean it's going to be on the platform. And seeing you compete, seeing a lot of other people compete, just not exactly hitting those PRs or those lifetime PRs on the platform as opposed to the gym, which that's the whole goal, is you should be able to hit your gym lifts on the platform and then seeing three weeks later not being able to lift, uh, do that weight. I was wondering if you would ever change your programming because that's two meets in a row right now, right, that that's happened. It has worked for you in the past, but as of right now, the trend is that it's not as effective perhaps as other training methods. So that's a good question. And I am never opposed to examining the methodology and the training. We've already done it once where, you know, we adjusted where my bench timing is. So I actually do my last heavy bench about 10 days before me. Okay. And you typically recover a little faster from that. So uh, I, I, we actually talked about this on Saturday after the meet while they were going through sea flight uh, with my coach, what Ron Margareta, my current coach, who will still be programming me for my squat and my deadlift. We talked about maybe adjusting that peak and instead of doing the two-week taper and kind of doing, you know, hit your backs, hit your openers, and then kind of taper off, is really we're just going to run into the meet and plan the max on meet day. Yeah, it's very similar to what I do, and I think that's kind of the new trend coming. I think I, 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 I was referring... I was referring to it as a bit archaic, doing the three weeks before, maxing out three weeks before, then doing your openers two weeks out, and then tapering off one week out, where, I mean, most powerlifting programs now are having you peak, you know, 10 days out for a meet. And I've seen even people with modern programs do the same thing, and it just, it, it's, it's a common trend of people that I know and train with mm-hmm. not exactly hitting those PRs on the platform, really ever. Like, they, they kind of get into that 7-for-9 range or 6-for-9 range, but missing those third attempts a lot, and those are either they're surpa- or trying to surpass their gym total or they're trying to hit it, and they just they can't uh, for a wide variety of reasons. I mean, it could be a lot of variables in, in play. Yours could have been the drive. A lot of it could have been a weight cut for other people that I'm referring to, but yep. I was wondering for you if you're ever going to change your uh, training method. Yeah, like I said, uh, always open to that because that's, I mean, that's the only way you do get better is if you examine the methodology and the the process and determine, is this still optimal? Mm-hmm. There was a time, and, and we've thought about this too, you know, most of my training it has been that, that set up and up until, to your point, the last couple of meet cycles, that's worked very well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it, it definitely showed us up last year at Nationals. I, I showed very, very well last year at Nationals. And, but I still did miss all three of my thirds. Okay. Well, those were, did you hit them in the gym? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that's again, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yep. And so do we need to adjust the peaking? So, you know, some that we've, we've talked about, we've not done it yet, but you know, now with, uh, I'm going to have a a different set of eyes on uh, my performance. There's a chance that we do that. All right. Yeah, curious on that. And also, ever think about changing maybe the APF or WPC, the non-tested federations in AAPF and AWPC? Think about it, yes. And we'll just say there's more to come on that. Okay. Yeah, because... We're going to leave some suspense there. If you were in the condo on Saturday night, 
which is only about nine people were there. You heard exactly what the plan is. I'm gonna wait till I make that a little more public. Okay, because even with me, um, I was the the goal was this year for me was to compete in another federation. It was actually going to be USPA before yep. USAPL, but uh, I, I mean, I said it so many th- times on the show. But after winning AAPF nationals twice, best overall lifter, and don't mean to say, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but it, it was very easy winning that. As far, I mean, my worst meet ever, and I won very easily best overall. So that's not exactly, that's not exactly a good sign. It's either com- weaning out competitiveness and just a low. It's like I just didn't want to be a big fish in a small pond. Uh, same thing with AWPC Worlds. Was able to win a little bit better at competition in AWPC Worlds in Manchester. But the goal was after that, maybe I should just do APF meets and WPC meets and see how I stack up against a non-tested federation. But then USAPL came to Illinois and it's like, well, if I want a good if I want a good competition, I'm going to go USAPL, and I'll sure. still be on that equal playing field as far as drug testing. So, um, I mean, I was, I was curious if it was going to be the same thing for you because you've done AWPC, you've done drug testing meets so many times or AAPF, AWPC so many times that you don't need to be on drugs to be in this federation. Um, yep. and a lot of people aren't, and a lot of people aren't in USPA and all the other non-tested federations, but it's just mainly to just go against a different type of lifter. So, like I said, I've definitely considered it. There is a plan. And that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, I can't wait to hear it because I didn't know that there's a plan. Once we're not recording, you'll hear it. All right, sweet. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up the show. Unless you have anything else to add. I uh, just want to say thank you to everybody who supported the meat cycle. I know it's corny when people do that, but uh, it is very important that I thank all those people. They know who they are. I'm not gonna try to name all the names right now, but all those who came out to the meet, all those who support throughout the training, uh, and also big thank you to my co-host for, you know, just being cool. Yeah, I know. I'm awesome. Uh, we <laughs> So that's going to do it for Two White Lights. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Matt Wallace for letting me train once again and letting, uh, coming on, co-hosting. I uh, had a really good interview with him. Next week, we're going to have some guests on. I know I've been saying we're going to get guests, uh, but I got to get a little bit more professional with how I announce things and how I do things because I haven't made any announcements of who exactly we're going to have on, but there's a reason for that. So we're going to have some guests on next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bane will be in studio in the Evil Layer, going through yes. the regular Two White Lights topic, the segments, all that kind of good stuff. And we'll see you guys next week.